0: Your are DIY health radio, Your are DIY health radio, Your are DIY health radio, Tell Sergeant Tim Brown, if you can call me Sergeant
1: DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Thursday, September 9th, 2021. This program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors, most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top, nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health, and when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body, uh, where where was I? I got sidetracked here. Um, Anyway, yeah, the body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a guide given in any ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do it yourself health h-e-a-l-t-h yourdiyhealth.com there's all kinds of information there all the products we talk about are there if you have any questions about anything just hit the uh, uh, contact me button and it will give you the option either calling and leaving a message or sending an email either way we'll get back with you as quick as we can usually within a few minutes and uh, we'll do everything we can to get your questions. A few hours, excuse me. We'll do everything we can to get your questions answered, and get you on the right track. And uh, while you're on the website, be sure and hit the radio shows tab as well at the top of the page. You'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. Close to 650 shows up there now. They're all annotated as of what we talked about at uh, on the show. You can share them via email and social media, which we encourage you to do. And uh, just have fun with it. And at the bottom of the page you'll see the link to the facebook page uh set up for the show and lo and behold i'm still not in facebook jail which is kind of surprising i've been doing my best to piss off zuckerberg but uh, they haven't stuck me in jail again you know, i've been out longer than i have most of this year uh, but anyway we'll see what happens i forgot to mention in the middle of the page the uh, information about the shows we do when they're on and how you listen so anyway just have fun with it and uh, enjoy. Now the number to call into the show is 833-TFR-LIVE. That's 833-837-5483. Again, 833-837-5483 or 833-TFR-L-I-V-E. Keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Truth Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use the show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence, make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Now, that's it for the opening comments and whatnot. Um, I'm just uh, cleaning some things up here on the screen, and getting some stuff out of the way and we will sally forth i got a. don't know if everybody else can hear it or not but i'm getting that rushing sound in my headphones again like i had last week it was two of the four segments the first one it was on the second one was off the third one it was on the fourth one it was off don't know what's going on there and i'm trying to i think there was a setting somewhere in our back office here that would clean up that noise but i'm not seeing it and it is very annoying but um it is what it is ah there's alan good morning alan good to see you um let's see here (laughs) been doing my best to pass off to zuckerberg (laughs) what can i say you know that's just that's what it is uh that's good no fuzzing there Yeah, it was in my recording last week too for some reason i don't know what's going on uh, but, let me see here. Yeah, it's definitely coming from the network. When I turn down my network feed, it it goes away. But, not much I can do about it, so we'll just have to continue on. Um, a lot of interesting stuff in the news this week. Um, the big, uh, uh squawk about ivermectin. Everybody's going berserk with the, um, uh what do you call it the rolling stone article and um and of course um who was it uh, what's his name um Joe Rogan who basically uh contracted covid and had lined up ahead of time his protocol what he was going to do and he ended up using um the human grade of uh, ivermectin that he got from a doctor along with uh, uh iv vitamin c and uh, monoclonal antibodies and he was back on his feet in you know a day day and a half something like that about the same as me when i had it back in december and uh, i didn't have access to any of that stuff i just did regular vitamin c and all my regular nutrients and uh, oil of oregano and colloidal silver and uh, the juice of organic lemons uh in warm water with uh, with raw honey and in 36 hours i was back to normal had no problems everything was great so there are so many different ways to deal with this thing uh, that are far better than the hospital protocols which will kill you and uh, it's just amazing that the the attack that went on about that and i want to i've got a little clip here about the rolling stone thing this was uh, i think two nights ago on tucker carlson who you know tucker was off and um uh what's his name Uh, brian kilmeade was hosting but uh take a listen to this
2: rolling stone just published an article claiming that rural hospitals in oklahoma are overflowing with patients who overdosed on ivermectin rolling stone said the patients tried to use ivermectin to treat COVID. predictably the rest of the media ran with that story ivermectin that horse dewormer that's led to a lot of emergency room visits i see you shaking your head people have been taking this thing Trying to treat COVID, but it's led to a lot of folks getting poisoned.
3: The dangers of COVID misinformation being spread by the right as ivermectin overdoses strain already overtaxed hospitals.
4: And ivermectin is something more often used to deworm horses. CDC says there's no evidence it works on COVID. Its increased usage has only led to a substantial increase in overdoses after a push by some on the far right.
2: Everyone looks so concerned. After all, this Rolling Stone just updated its story with a statement from the Northeastern Hospital System in Oklahoma. The hospital said that the doctor that the Rolling Stone interviewed hasn't worked for them in more than two months. The hospital added that they, quote, have not treated any patients due to complications related to taking ivermectin. So they got the story completely wrong, just like they did with Justice Smollett, just like they did with the Covington kids and so on. Steve Krakow is the founder and editor of Fourth Watch. He joins us now. You know, the story went on, Steve, to say that, well, they had to turn down gunshot victims from emergency rooms because it was so filled up with people who took ivermectin.
4: I, I mean, it was, it was so ridiculous on, on the face. I, I think that it's, it's a great example, though. I mean, there's a, a few things at play here. You mentioned some of the some of the stories that the media has gotten completely wrong in the past. But I think there's a geographic bias thing here. If this story on a local news channel was from New York or D.C., I, I feel like there might be a little bit more radar up that said, oh, this, this seems a little bit strange. But r- Oklahoma, rural Oklahoma, oh, yeah, sure, people are just going to their barns and getting the horse goo and eating it. And then, of course, now they are the gunshot victims that are waiting for the... Ba- I mean, it's totally... Ridiculous, but this is what you get when you're trying to further a narrative and you don't really have this 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 incentive to step back and say, is this really true? I mean, is this is this really the case? Because because what's the cost to Rolling Stone? You know, they got a a ton of traffic. They put a little update on the top. They don't lose any real like journalistic integrity. You know, no one really trusted them to begin with. So so what do you get from it? You know, the cost-benefit analysis. Yeah, we'll put it out there. Maybe it's true.
2: Right. And uh, by the way, somebody who tweeted that out was Rachel, Rachel Maddow. She had great concern for the country. Ivermectin was a a Dr. Corey one and spoke in front of Senator Ron Johnson's Senate committee, not a renegade organization in somebody's bomb shelter. Uh, They came in and spoke about it and all social media took it down. They said it was too dangerous. Ivermectin, by the way, however, it turns out, whatever you decide to do. Uh, was developed and awarded a Nobel Prize back in 2015. It combats river blindness and tropical maladies. Sometimes drugs work for different things. For some people, they chose to try it. It uh, wasn't out there to make a mockery of.
4: Right, exactly. I mean, our, our own CDC right now is recommending that refugees to the country take it. Uh, again, not for COVID necessarily. That's being tested right now. But the idea that it's it's for horses and for cows, which is the storylines that's being pushed in the media now, whether it's to combat Joe Rogan, who's talking about that as one of the treatments that he used to take, you know, after he got COVID. This is being prescribed by doctors. This is not being, you know, people are not taking this from their horses and eating it. But but this is what you get. And I, and I think really what it comes down to is there there's this greater good aspect to this right now. You know, the, the media says, okay, well we got this story wrong, but hey, you know, if we could have just maybe stopped some people from taking ivermectin, maybe we can get more people to take the vaccine if we put this storyline at least at least there's some greater good to it. You know, at least we're we're our hearts in the right place. Well that's not really the way you go about journalism. That's not how you get gain any sort of trust. And when we're talking about something as serious as COVID, as serious as this pandemic that's been going on for 18 months, you have a responsibility to get the story right and tell your audience what's actually happening in the country.
2: Exactly. So when you say the vulnerabilities about the vaccine to the Delta virus, that you can get it less than the symptoms, but you're still going to get it. We have to discover this breakthrough before the scientists tell us. And then why don't we hear more about Regeneron? Why don't we ever hear about therapeutics, treatments? We just see people in hospital gowns trying, you know, getting ventilators or struggling with fever. Why don't we ever hear about the treatments that the VIPs get when they ask for
4: it? Right. I mean, you would think that a media that would be curious and also responsible might be interested in finding anything possible that can help people in this moment. That, because obviously, the pandemic is real. It's getting people sick, and and people are getting vaccinated on high rates, and some of them are also getting very sick. So, so what can we do? Why, why why are we not having a little bit more curiosity? And why is everything so one track about this? That's the problem, and that's and that's why this Rolling Stone story is so damaging. It continues this this further narrative that's only putting people in the wrong place.
2: Why Rachel Maddow gave about, uh, bad information. Why is her account not suspended? I have no idea. Uh, Steve, thanks so much. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Steve Krakauer. Meanwhile, Australia is continuing to descend into tyranny in the name of COVID control. They're implementing, get this, facial recognition apps that force residents to regularly upload their location to the government. People aren't allowed to speak to their neighbors. Now, one Australian premier is talking about completely banning the unvaccinated from participating in society
5: when we get to those vaccination double dose thresholds as part of the national plan the notion of a lockdown of the whole community is far less relevant but what will i think become a bigger part of our response is a lockout of many many venues for those who are not vaccinated it's
2: unbelievable gideon rosner is the director of policy at the institute of public affairs in melbourne australia he joins us now to assess i always thought uh, i always thought australians would have it right Man, when it comes to Melbourne, you couldn't be more wrong. You're the most locked down province city in the world. 207 plus days. Why?
5: Why indeed, uh, Brian, it's because uh, since the get-go, we have pursued in Australia a policy of basically zero tolerance for the coronavirus. Now, the lockdown that Melbourne is currently going through, its sixth lockdown, was triggered after just six cases. Not six deaths, not six cases of hospitalisation, six infections. In Sydney, the lockdown that's been running since June was triggered over just 28 cases. This is reaching absurdity that Lewis Carroll himself couldn't come up with. And as you said uh, Braun. It is. It, it, it has triggered the descent into tyranny in Australia. It has overwhelmed all of our checks and balances. It, is, uh, it has extinguished all or suppressed all of our indiv- individual rights and freedoms. And it has up, upended every norm of liberal democratic governance. And if it can happen here in Australia, of all places, it can happen anywhere. And I'm sorry to say that includes uh, the US. So uh, Americans need to worry about incursions to their liberty coming from coronavirus hysteria because it can happen anywhere.
2: And I did- did see about 200,000 people protesting in France over the weekend and uh, multiple arrests because they're tired of the lockdown. What I find it strange is this app. Tell me how this app works. If you get contact traced, you have to show your location through this app.
5: So, this is a proposal by the state government of South Australia for returning travellers who want to pass through the two-week quarantine system. Uh, Basically how it would work is you would, if you are quarantining at home and you are supposed to be at home for two weeks under house arrest, uh, you'll get a prompt from this app. You'll have to take a photo of yourself in the location you're supposed to be in, and if you don't do that within 15 minutes, uh, the police can show up at your door. But this is just the tip of the iceberg, Brian. This is from the same state government that recently rounded up people and put them in to quarantine hotels, not because they are actually sick, but because they visited a venue that a sick person happened to go to, a winery in South Australia, where, by the way, they have had extremely few coronavirus cases. Uh, as I said, this is uh, uh, th- 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 this has allowed governments to do things that we never thought possible in terms of breaching right. our fundamental rights, and people are all right with it because of the fear and paranoia that governments have encouraged and unleashed in the population.
2: Uh, I'm Americans on, on, on the on, Bahart, on on behalf of America. We always thought that Australia would be almost the live or let live society, but it's not. Uh, you can only leave your house for two hours to shop and exercise. The curfew is from nine to five. Uh, it was triggered in June, and Melbourne has now been locked down, the most locked down city in the world. And guess what? There's no sign of a let up, but the rest of the country has a, big, a bit of freedom, correct? And they don't even let you leave the country and travel to those freer places.
5: Co- correct. Well, uh, it, not only do they not let you leave the country, not just if you're an Australian citizen, but if you're a permanent resident of Australia who has a citizenship to another country, you cannot go home, which in any other situation would trigger a democratic uh, diplomatic incident. But this today was broke. Uh, reported that Australian troops who have been deployed to Afghanistan are having trouble getting back into Australia. They're suspended, they're stranded in Dubai now because the government of the state of Queensland will not give them an exemption for quarantine requirements. Uh, so Australians who have been sent in uniform to defend his country cannot return to it, Brian. And the, and the
2: story is, it's mostly unelected bureaucrats, not elected politicians making these decisions, which makes it all so so scary. Uh, Gideon, thanks so much. Thanks, Brian. Uh, I feel for the Australians, a lot of which watch this network. Gavin Newsom, by the way, now has only seven days left to save his job as governor of California. He is very nervous. He's resorting to truly desperate measures that no one saw coming. That story's straight ahead.
1: So... <laughs> There you have it. I I decided to go ahead and let the Australia thing play because that's that's previews of coming attractions. You know, he said it could happen anywhere, and theoretically that's true. I would like to think that uh, hundreds of millions of uh, firearms in this country will, and uh, people willing to use them will prevent that from happening here. But who knows at this point with all the... uh, uh what do you call it uh, public fool system indoctrination and fluoridation in the water that basically makes you a bunch of docile sheeps uh and that's what we seem to have here these days so uh, it's hard to say um but uh you know we'll just have to wait and see hopefully that won't be the case here and uh, we will be able to maintain a uh, some semblance of freedom still but that remains yet to be seen. Yeah, and, the, you know, the th- and the sad thing is is they um, don't allow these guys to actually go, go into the truth anymore about ivermectin. And I'm sure their attorneys and uh, producers and all the editors and everybody else involved has something to say about it. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, they, they were talking about uh, the horse paste like it was some deadly thing nobody has overdosed or uh gotten sick or had any kind of problems with the horse paste at least that i've heard about there have been no reports that i'm aware of other than the false ones on the left Um, and uh, (laughs) there's another video here that uh, let's see how much time we got This will kind of take that a little bit further. So I'm going to go ahead and play this one, too, about the vaccines. This is uh, some of the late-night TV people, if I remember right.
2: ...vaccine. That story next. All right, the left is sending a very clear message to anyone who is not vaccinated. They want them to disappear from society forever. If you're not going to get vaccinated, you don't want to social distance, you don't want to wear a mask, then maybe you don't want to go to the hospital when you get sick. I know that sounds harsh, but you're taking up the space for people who are doing things
1: the right way.
0: Anybody-
1: I'm going to stop it there for a second, do a little bit of uh, editorializing. <laughs> Actually, this guy thinks he's being sarcastic and he thinks he's uh, putting it out there, but honestly, uh, he's, he's right. He just doesn't know it. You know, if you're, if you're not getting vaccinated and you're not having these issues, you don't want to go to the hospital. If you want to die, that's where you go, especially when it comes to COVID, because the protocols in the hospitals are designed to kill you. You know, they give you um, remdesivir, which is proven to cause massive um, multiple organ failures, especially acute kidney failure. And then when that happens, your lungs begin to fill up with water. And then the doctors mistakenly or fraudulently call it um. Uh, pneumonia, and they put you on a ventilator, when in fact it's not pneumonia; it's uh, pulmonary edema, which is basically just water in the lungs. And the proper solution to that is uh, something like Lasix, a diuretic that gets the water out, and uh, totally different treatment than would be for uh, pneumonia, which is antibiotics usually. And because of that, the wrong treatment causes the problem to continue. And as such. It kills you. You know, it's, it's a perfect storm that's designed. You go in the hospital, if they put you on that, if you don't have an uh, advocate, someone, whether it's a family member, a, uh, the hospital's um, uh, patient advocate or an attorney, something like that to stand on your behalf and absolutely demand some other form of treatment other than the hospital's protocol because Fauci set it up to kill people. And that's what it's doing. So, you know, you definitely do not want to go to the hospital if you have a um, corona inf- uh, infection. But let's go on here. Is
3: unvaccinated and needs to be in the hospital for uh, COVID, they should just say, no, we're sorry, we told you to get vaccinated, and you didn't. So you're done. That's it. Go home and uh, take that horse uh, dewormer. Good luck to you.
1: Okay, that's... Uh <laughs> Uh, what's his name uh, stern what's his first name i can't remember anyway um howard and uh same thing here he's being facetious he's being uh, uh, sarcastic but he's actually being truthful and he doesn't know it you would do far better if you get covid don't go to the hospital go home and take the horse dewormer <laughs> because it works you know and uh, while they won't say this on the tucker carlson show because the network lawyers won't say him say it you know i have had people on my show uh not this show my afternoon show uh troy from texas i think it was back in february who had done just that and not only did he get rid of his covid using the ivermectin horse warmer but he was told to do so by a friend of his who is a nurse who works on the COVID floor at the local hospital. And she and many of her uh, uh, co-workers have been using the ivermectin horse paste as a uh, prophylaxis for the last, well, at that time, it had been the previous nine months. So it's probably been twice that now, just about. And none of them have ever gotten sick. And when uh, Troy used it, for his, uh, he was in 24 hours, he was feeling better, and within 48 hours, he was fine. That's using the horse paste from that you can buy at TSC for $3 a box. I have the stuff. I've got a couple of boxes sitting downstairs on my dining room table. A buddy of mine, uh, his whole household came down with COVID several months ago, and as soon as he told me, I grabbed the stuff that I had on the table and ran it over and gave it to him, and he took it and got better. Now, his mom was so far along that she did end up in the hospital, but luckily, um, the family and her, she basically knew what to do and refused ventilators, refused uh, remdesivir, and as a result, it took her about a week or two, but she did get out of the hospital. She went to a um, step-down facility, uh, nursing home to get, you know, for respiratory therapy and stuff like that, but she's back home now and doing okay. Luckily, she dodged a bullet because they wanted to give her the standard process killer, you know, the remdesivir, which will kill you and uh, all the other stuff that, you know, they're, they're going to do it unless you stand your ground and say, absolutely not. No way. And uh, so old Howard Stern here, you know, being, you know, being a smart ass, anyone who's unvaccinated, sorry, we told you to get vaccinated. Well, guess what? The other thing is, the people that are ending up in the hospitals are the ones who have already had the injections. You know, almost a hundred percent. But most, you know, the vast majority of people in hospitals with COVID are, and especially the ones in really bad shape, are the people who have been injected, because they turn into a spike protein-producing machine, and they're going to make themselves sick just from taking this stuff. So again, these guys think they're being, you know cocky and whatnot, but they're actually telling the truth, they're just too stupid to know it. Let's go on. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU. But that
3: choice doesn't seem so
1: tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll
2: take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy.
0: You're...
1: Again, the vaccinated people aren't having heart attacks. Well, they can uh with pericarditis and uh, myocarditis but they're actually coming down with covid and they're dying from the stuff and uh, we'll continue this on the other side of the break stick with us we'll be back in three minutes with more your diy health here on the true frequency radio network
5: Turn on your TV and all you ever see is
0: ask your doctor if it's right for you and me.
5: So
1: when you ask your doctor, what do you think he'll say?
5: Of course it's right, you dummy. Let's get you hooked on it today. Wake up, you're being screwed. Pharmaceutical drug guys can be so rude. They don't care if you live or you die, long as they get their piece of pie. Mm.
1: And welcome back to the second segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. Before the break, we were going over some uh, video clips of these uh, alleged uh, late-night radio or uh, late-night talk show hosts who are... um, uh making comments about people that have not had their injections and uh supposedly are showing up at hospitals which they're not much <laughs> the most of the people that are showing up in hospitals with covid are people who have been fully injected but the last one i think was i don't even know who the, i think it's jimmy kimmel but i'm not positive i don't pay any attention to these yutzes and uh but he was saying you know go home and uh, take your horse dewormer and good luck to you or whatnot and. Uh, they're all being facetious and they think they're being you know smart and funny and whatnot but they're actually telling the truth because the last place you want to go if you get COVID is a hospital unless you want to die you know if you if that's the case they will they'll accommodate you quite well because most of the people that go through these protocols at the hospitals with their remdesivir and and ventilators and stuff and you know the vast majority do die and uh, so if you want to live the last thing you want to do is go to the hospital, and you'll do far better if you just stay home and take the horse warmer. Um, you know, whether it's human or animal, it's the same thing. And it uh, might be a little more purified for the humans, but the bottom line is uh, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots, thousands and thousands of, of, of humans have been using the uh, horse dewormer, ivermectin, and having fantastic results you know i know personally people that i've given it to and have had good results from um, and i've heard stories i've had people on my shows that have had it and used it and had good results um, i mentioned the the troy in texas who uh, had covid and his neighbor who was a nurse on the covid ward in a hospital in his local town who has been using it for you know in Feb, uh, as as of february of this year had been using it for nine previous months prophylactically and has had many of her co-workers and none of them had come down with it so it, it was protecting them he used it and within 48 hours was back to normal and uh you know you can say what you want you know i am not telling people to use this stuff i'm just going from personal experience and, and people i've talked to and uh if i had if i was You know, if I got it again, which I doubt I will, but if I did, uh, it would be one of the things I would probably use. So, uh, you know, they can say what they want, but they're just, you know, their their goal is to demonize anything other than the bioweapon kill shots that are being passed out as so-called vaccines. So let's uh, continue on with this and see where we go.
2: So who is unvaccinated exactly? Nationally, according to the latest numbers, approximately 60% of African Americans are not vaccinated. So I guess Jimmy Kimmel and Howard Stern don't want them to go to the hospital or get a bed. And the most vaccine-hesitant group in the U.S. is not Trump supporters, but people with PhDs. Statistically, both of those groups overwhelmingly voted for Democrats. Vince Colonese is the host of WMAL's The Vince Colonese Show in Washington, D.C. Vince, where's this anger come from?
3: It's just, I tell you what, these guys, especially those two, the latter two who consider themselves comedians, uh, are just a sad symbol of American decline. They've taken talent and audiences and frittered them away. They are just disappearing, both of those things, because they have decided that they'd rather crap on normal people and suck up to Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's like the highest paid federal government employee. They, uh... They treat people really poorly for making a different decision, and then they suck up to the people who are in charge. Uh, so I, think, I think things are going poorly, I mean, especially in comedy. Remember, John Stewart appears on Stephen Colbert a couple months ago, and the whole country's talking about it because he dared say something true out loud about yeah. the corruption of our ruling class and the fact that it seems we, U.S. taxpayers paid to create COVID potentially in this lab in China. Get back to that. Start focusing on going after people in power smokers for example
2: we told you not to smoke why should they be able to go to the hospital if you're obese and have a heart attack why should we waste time on you we told you not to eat so much hey if you're an illegal drug user uh like prince like tom petty michael t williams sadly why should hospitals deal with you you're already doing something illegal that talk show hosts might not find acceptable since when now they're going to talk show hosts have to decide the standard in which someone's going to get medical attention
3: is that okay no it's not and what's what's amazing about this is the left at large has these opinions that, you know, if you don't follow our rules, then you need to suffer the consequences. So so tell me exactly, why is it that people who are already reticent to follow these rules should trust you when you at every turn devalue human life? You've shown no respect whatsoever for health. You, You enthusiastically advance abortion. You consider women to be birthing people or menstruating people. You... You at, react with glee when people who get COVID, who didn't get vaccinated, die. So why would I respond by trusting you with my health if you are, like, are, are so right. vicious about the people who disagree with you?
2: So Joe Rogan is the number one podcast in the country, and he got uh, the coronavirus. And he yeah. took uh, ivermectin, which they mock as a horse drug, which is actually in 2015 won the Nobel Prize because it was so innovative and so effective. So some people do use it for horses. So he basically, according to them, should not be eligible to go to a hospital should he have needed it. Instead, he recovered in two days and he's back. Should they tell Joe Rogan how he how,
3: how should not be allowed to be, get any medical treatment? No. In fact, Joe Rogan should trust his doctor. And guess where he got that prescription from? That was his doctor. Jimmy Kimmel didn't write the script for this. It wasn't up to Howard Stern whether or not Joe Rogan got ivermectin. Joe Rogan went to his doctor and got a human drug called ivermectin, uh, one of many drugs apparently he took uh, during his bout with COVID. And thank God he succeeded getting through it. Uh, But he's being mocked for it uh, and, and attacked for recovering from COVID. We live in a bizarre
4: world.
2: We do, especially when you cite Anthony Fauci, who told us, don't worry about the pandemic, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, wear two masks, wear goggles, don't worry about it. The, the Delta virus is done. July 4th is fine. Now don't send kids to school. Now put guys in, in masks. I don't know about the next variant. That's the man they're counting on. Ask some real questions about the origin of the virus and how he was culpable. That's a story if you want to pretend to be covering the news. But I'm sorry that uh, they will decide. I will say this. I got vaccinated. But I'm not going to tell someone to get vaccinated. Good friend of mine, son, elite athlete, gets it, gets uh, inflammation of the heart, now cannot exert himself for at least six months. An elite athlete, 17 years old. Do I want that on my head? I didn't go to medical school. I do my own research. Think, go to a doctor. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think that the difference is there are two types of, of leaders in this country, or there should be. There's the type of leader who thinks that that everyone in the country is stupid and you just need to listen to me. That's kind right. of the Dr. Fauci position. Then there's Ron DeSantis, who treats the voters like adults and that he works for them. That's, That's the true. appropriate way to do it.
2: Hey, Vince, always great to hear you. And congratulations on the success of your show. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. That's it for us tonight. And I'll, I want you to tune in tomorrow night. Because-
1: All righty, then. It's getting crazy. <laughs> oh, man. And of course, you know, the, the, the whole lamestream media machine is geared up to attack anything that does not go with the government propaganda of take the shots, nothing else works. And again, it goes to the fact that the only way they could get emergency use authorizations in the first place is for there not to be any viable alternative treatments which is why they had to from the very beginning uh, demonize colloidal silver chlorine dioxide uh, vitamins minerals supplements and yes of course hydroxychloroquine ivermectin budesonide all the things that have been proven to work time and time and time again with virtually no negative side effects you know and because of that had the word gotten out and the media picked up those stories and given them due justice there would have been no um, need for emergency use authorizations there would have been uh you know thousands and thousands of lives saved as a result and think of the number of people that have died because they did not have the right treatment because they went to the hospital and the hospital purposely gave them treatments that were designed to kill them just think about that the the death and destruction that has taken place over the last almost 2 years now as a result of media lies government lies and mistreatment the american murder association has truly lived up to its name during this pandemic because they have killed far more people than normal, and it's just flat out criminal. And all the politicians, all the news media, the alleged mainstream, lamestream media, that has uh, been complicit in all this, the Kimmels, the Stearns, the whoever else's, um, and of course, right on top of the heap is Fauci, and. You know they're they're just now finding out that Fauci lied. <laughs> Imagine that. Doctor David Martin has been screaming from the rooftops for years about the plague on a, on society known as known as Anthony Fauci, and they're still saying you know I, I'm looking right here now at an article. Fauci lied. His agency did fund illegal gain of function research in Wuhan, and. Um, The Intercept has blown the lid off fake television doctor Tony Fauci's illegal gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China, which predicted the unveiling of the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19. This is some new revelation to the generally dumb public, but for people that have been following the right folks, you know, like I said, uh, Dr. Um, uh, Robert Martin has been researching this stuff. He's got the goods on Fauci clear back into the late 90s and Fauci did not use, fund the f- gain-of-function treatment or, uh, or research to the tune of millions try a hundred and ninety-one billion dollars is what Fauci has pumped into the illegal gain-of-function research over the years and he you know dr martin has all the receipts they have the names they have the phone numbers the addresses of the people that receive the money and they have been trying without any success to get any government oversight agency to do some research into this and look into it and investigate it imagine that and even now with this with this revelation by the um, uh, intercept question is they i bet you they still won't look at this information anyway the national institute of allergy and infectious diseases which is run by fauci along with the national institute's of health its parent agency were both involved in sending american taxpayer money to china and who even knows where else to pick apart and tamper with coronaviruses and uh, for the purpose of constructing deadly biological weapons more importantly, to use them as an excuse to roll out a deadly bioweapon known as the COVID-19 alleged vaccines. Because, you know, this thing technically is only only deadly to people that are already circling the drain. The whole thing, you have to keep going back. 99.9 uh, or 99.85 or something like that percent is the overall you know for all age groups 99.85 percent is the overall survival rate when you cut out the people with the comorbidities and all those kind of things you're 99.97 or better so this is not a deadly disease to the vast majority of the people of the world it's only deadly because number one the news media has blown it so out of proportion they've scared the living crap out of everybody so that they're doing everything they can to weaken their immune systems by wearing face diapers everywhere, um, not getting the proper things like supplementation and stuff, and then taking these injections, which are lethal all in and of themselves. It's a system that's geared towards killing people, and people just either will not or cannot accept that fact. But surprise, surprise, Fauci lied again, tweeted Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, who was re- has repeatedly grilled Fauci and exposed him as a liar and a fraud. And it was right, and was, I was right about his agency funding novel coronavirus research at Wuhan, Paul added in a tweet linking uh, to the Intercept piece showing that the newly released documents contain a full rundown of Fauci's direct involvement in coronavirus research at the infamous Wuhan Institute of Virology. And everybody's talking, oh yeah, Fauci needs to step down. He needs to be arrested, tried, and executed for crimes against humanity. That's what needs to be done. Right along with Tedros from the World Health Organization, with Bill Gates, and all the people that supported this schmuck from day one. As revealed by The Intercept, more than 900 pages of material released uh, related to the U.S.-funded coronavirus research in, in China fully implicates fauci for treason yeah shoot him were it not for fauci there would never have uh, never would have been a chinese virus nor would there have been a litany of vaccines (laughs) air quotes to continue spreading more of its variants though uh, donald trump is also to blame for unleashing operation warp speed yeah he may have done it for altruistic reasons but whatever the case people are you know thousands and thousands if not more people are going to die because of this injection more people will die from these shots more people have died from these shots than have actually died from the disease and the mantra has always been we can't allow the cure to be more deadly and dangerous than the disease itself well guess what (laughs) you did the Trove of Documents includes two previously unpublished grant proposals that were funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, as well as project updates relating to EcoHealth Alliance research, which has been scrutinized amid increased interest in the or- origins of the pandemic, the Intercept reports. The documents were released in connection with ongoing Freedom of Information Act litigation by the Intercept against the National Institutes of Health. The Intercept is making the full documents available to the public. Fauci paid for COVID to be developed and unleashed. According to Gary Ruskin, Executive Director of U.S. Right to Know, a group that has been investigating the origins of the Wuhan flu, the 900-plus page document trove is a roadmap to the high-risk research that many believe resulted in Fauci's flu's uh, the Fauci flu seeming an emergence out of nowhere. It turns out that the virus did not originate from bats <laughs> from a Wuhan wet market, as originally was claimed. It came about because Fauci paid for it to be developed and unleashed. You think? Been saying that for as long as it's been going on. Senator Paul, meanwhile, continues to expose Fauci as the liar and criminal that he is every chance he gets. Fauci committed treason against the United States and needs to be held accountable for it. The documents make it clear that assertions by the NIH Director uh, Francis Collins and the NIAID Director Anthony Fauci that the NIH did not support gain-of-function research or potential pandemic pathogen enhancement at uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology are untruthful, says Rutgers University Board of Governors Chemistry Professor Richard H. Ebright. Every time Fauci is confronted with the truth, he wriggles around in his chair and arrogantly denies any wrongdoing. (laughs) He'll do that right up to the point where they put the needle in his arm and put him out. The world has come to expect this type of behavior from that uh, Oompa Loompa (laughs) who is guilty of committing unspeakable crimes against humanity throughout his career in government, that's for sure. Fauci lied and my grandma died, wrote one commenter at Zero Hedge. This guy deserves the death penalty. Prison is too nice for Fauci, wrote another, expressing what may uh, what many are now thinking as they learn the truth. I've been saying this for over a year, and uh, that's the end of that one. But uh, that little puke is, uh, I sure hope he's not able to wiggle out of this. He definitely needs to be held accountable, right along with all the rest. Almost 75% of unvaccinated workers to quit if companies make vaccines required, according to a survey. Yeah, there is major, major concern, I mean, in, in all areas of everywhere, from the military to law enforcement, fire first responders, uh, alleged health care workers. Um, my wife is in that group um she has been a registered nurse since 1994 and prior to that was a surgical tech as well as an animal uh, certified animal health care technician uh, basically some sort of health care has been or alleged health care <laughs> has been her career since she was in high school and uh, she's been with her the current hospital she's been with uh, for almost 30 years And again, you know, for the last year and a half, the nurses and doctors and everybody working in these, uh, you know, centers of death have been hailed as heroes in the media. But the second these injections came out and the people who have two brain cells left to rub together and haven't been uh, brain dead and spoon fed for their entire careers... And actually look at what's in these things and what they're doing to people and are refusing to take them. Now, those heroes are deemed as zeros and no longer worthy of being employed in their jobs. And the problem is, there's multi-problems here. Number one, it will immediately create a massive issue regard- across the board. You know, between, like I said, the military, I mean, there's large percentages of military will walk away. Uh, Officers will be resigning their commissions. um, Enlisted will be drummed out. Thank goodness there is a uh, bill in Congress, I think, I'm not sure if it's actually passed or not, but it was made part of the National Defense Authorization um, Bill that basically prohibited anything other than a... um, uh honorable discharge for people that are kicked out of the service for refusing a vaccine or the injections so you know that's a good thing because otherwise you know if these people a lot of folks they're instead you know if they were to try and charge people with insubordination number one that could backfire on them because someone is going to be able to prove that this was not a lawful order And once that happens, the cases go out the window, not to mention the fact that it would tie up the uh, Judge Advocate General's courts forever. Um, I mean, it would just be unbelievable how long it would take to get these things through court. So, the overall wisdom is saying that they will just be um, kicked out of the service, which for a lot of people, you know, and I'm not saying it's right, you know, I was amongst those at the time. When I was in the Marine Corps, you know, I honestly believed I was doing the right thing. I love my country. I wanted to, you know, do something to give back and that kind of thing. Uh, I didn't realize that the military has been used as nothing but mercenaries for the last, you know, 150 years for the most part. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate the young people that get into the military, they do the right, the wrong thing for the right reason, so to speak. And, um, you know, this might have been a career that they wanted to do and now they're basically it's thrown in their face you know i have a friend a guy from my church who just went through um, basic training uh, with the coast guard and uh, he's going to graduate next week and then he's going to be faced with getting one of these injections which he does not want to do because he's a christian he feels it violates his uh, uh, christian principles so after going through basic training and and all that then he has to decide whether he's going to stick with it or be drummed out of the service for failing to you know comply with their unlawful order and uh you know for him it's not that big a thing because you know he just got in the people that have been in there for you know 17 18 years and uh you know could retire at 20 and they get kicked out before that, lose all the benefits and everything. Now those are the guys that I really feel bad for. Um, it's a shame. Uh, the Lieutenant colonel here recently, who uh, he ended up resigning his commission be- not, not because of the COVID issue, but because of the situation in Afghanistan, and he just basically went on social media and said the truth that you know the people ab- above need to be held accountable, which is true. But because of that, he was jumped all over and they, you know, they basically gave him an either roar, get out or we're going to kick you out. And, um, you know, he did the right thing and just said, fine, you know. But um, all the people that are involved in this right now, being put in this position, and again, it's no different. You know, they're saying take the shot or get fired. How is that any different from have sex with me or get fired? You know, if your boss wants to do one or the other, they're they result in the same thing they're gonna they want to stick something in you that you don't want basically <laughs> and there's no you know how is one different from the other it's not but one apparently is okay and the other one isn't you know if uh if a if a female nurse basically gets fired because she refuses to take the COVID injection What had happened if that same nurse was approached by her her boss, a male, and said, have sex with me or you're fired? That would have been a whole different story, but it shouldn't have been. The stories are basically the same, but they're not in the news media. Because it doesn't go, one goes with the, um, uh, what do you want to put it, (laughs) the agenda, and the other one doesn't. You know, and that's the thing, you know, it's just like this uh, this uh, abortion law that just passed in Texas and all the liberals are down there screaming about my right, my body, my choice. And, uh, we'll cover that when we get back. Stick with us, we'll get back in three minutes with more your DIY health.
0: Your DIY, health radio, you're a DIY, health radio, you're a DIY, health radio, Sergeant Tim Graham, that you can call me Sorry.
1: hour number two of today's edition of your diy health here on the truth frequency radio network i am your host sergeant jim Ram retired you can call me sarge before the break we were talking about all the people that are being faced with the jobs or jabs situation Um, and this is like i said it's across the board in virtually every walk of life uh they're creating a dual standard or a dual uh situation where you got the generally dumb public <laughs> Bubus Americanas, who willingly roll up his sleeve and took these toxic jabs and then you have the people that have two brain cells rubbed together and done some research and realize that these things are lethal and there's no need because first and foremost the freaking disease that they're designed to help you fr- protect you from which they don't it has a 99.9 plus percent survival rate there should never have even been talk about a, a a vaccine for this stuff you know you know get plenty of fluids you know rest you'll get over it you know take supplements you know <laughs> it's absolutely insane what has been unleashed on the, the world not just the American people but the world and I'm you know ashamed to say that it was the US that released it you know granted it happened over in China but it was a product that was import, or exported from the United States to China. It started in Chapel Hill, South Carolina, or North Carolina, the University of North Carolina. And it started there, and then when they came out with a thing saying, you're not allowed to do it here, that's when they shipped it to Wuhan. But Fauci's been funding it the whole time. And, you know, you can, you can potentially blame China for releasing it, or allowing it to get out, however, you know whether it was accidental or, you know, uh, or uh, on purpose. But we paid for it. If it hadn't been for Fauci and company, chances are the the research wouldn't have been done, or at least we wouldn't have the blame for it, or the uh, culpability. And the whole world should be pissed off, not just at China but at the U.S. You know because. We should have known, and we should have stopped it, and we didn't. And the thing is that people have been screaming about it. You know, like I said, Dr. Uh, Robert Martin has been researching this stuff for the last 25 years and has all the information that basically convicts Fauci without any problem to the term, you know, 100, $191 billion worth of research that Fauci was in charge of. And he's got the names, he's got the addresses, the phone numbers of the people that got the payments, got all the receipts, he's got everything. And he can't get anyone in government, can't get any investigatory group to look at this stuff. So, I mean, everything that you're seeing in the news is is just typical smoke and mirrors and probably nothing will come of it. But uh, we'll see. But a survey found that almost three-fourths of un.injected employees would quit if companies require the Wuhan coronavirus in, uh, injections. According to the poll, only a measly 16% of unvaccinated workers would get the COVID-19 injection. The survey came amid different employers in the U.S. mandating for the shot for their workers after Pfizer's comernity vaccine was granted full approval. Yeah, it was granted full approval and it doesn't even exist. And it won't be available for the next three to four years, 2024, 2025 at the earliest. The, the ones that are still on the market only have emergency use authorization. That whole thing was nothing but smoke and mirrors to sucker the public into going along with something that um, they shouldn't have gone along with. The poll conducted by the Washington Post and the ABC News had 1,066 adult respondents. They were interviewed between August 20th and September 1st of this year. According to the WAPO ABC News poll, only 16% of uninjected respondents would get the COVID-19 injection if their employer required it. Meanwhile, 42% said they would quit their jobs, while 35% they would ask for an exemption on medical or religious grounds. And the thing is, you know, I don't like the fact that people have to put in the, for those exemptions. There should be no question in the first place. If someone doesn't want some toxic crap put in their bodies, they have the right, not should have, they do have the right to say no. And that should be, that, that's, that's literally the end of it. But, not when you're dealing in this, you know, fantasy world that we're in right now. But in the case of medical or religious exemptions is not available, 72% of the respondents said they would resign. Don't resign. Make them fire you. Force them to, to do the dirty work. Don't just walk away. Force them to do it. You've got unemployment benefits for at least a short time at that point to figure out what you're doing. And uh, this is a shameless plug, but for those people that are in that situation, I sincerely suggest that you go to my uh, sister site. I have Your DIY Health. I also have Your DIY Wealth. And I encourage you to go there, Your DIY Wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, and click on the Hyperfund tab. There is information there about a situation that you can utilize to basically support yourself financially um, in a passive nature and literally within a less than two years time with the right amount put into this program you could literally be set for life and I encourage you at least look at it at the very least And if you have any questions there's contact me buttons you can get a hold of me and I'll answer your questions and help you along anyway Only 18% of the respondents said they would still get injected if the injection uh, with the uh, bioweapon, despite the lack of exemption. On the other side of the fence, more than half of U.S. employers said companies will have some sort of COVID-19 injection requirement by the end of 2021, the Hill reported. A summary conducted by Willis Towers uh, Watson, WTW, said 52% of the more than 950 employers it asked plan to have one or more injection requirements for their employees some of these requirements including restricting access to common areas for uh, injected workers and mandatory injections for every employee there's all kinds of craziness WTW conducted the poll from August 18th to August 25th of this year it found that nearly a third of businesses plan to make vaccination a requirement to gain access to workplaces Furthermore, it found that 21% of businesses are considering injection as a condition of employment. Almost 60% of businesses were tracking their employees' injection status, which is illegal. Violation of federal HIPAA laws. With 19% expected to follow suit. All of a sudden, federal law just doesn't make any difference anymore. You know, before, I mean, you violate HIPAA and boy, everybody and his brother went berserk. Now... Not so much. It's insane. The things that are going on right now, people have just flat gone goofy. Up to 80% of respondent uh, firms said that they would require uninjected employees to mask up in indoor settings, with 13% to adopt, adopt similar measures. And that just shows the stupidity. You know, if anybody that hasn't had the time to do a little research online in the last two years about face diapers and realize that they are absolutely worthless, do absolutely nothing except make the person that's wearing it sicker. You know, there's a problem here. It's called bubis Americanus. An earlier August 2021 poll conducted by Fox News reflected customers' preference for employers employees to be injected. Customers' preference. Screw the customers. <laughs> you know, if you don't like it, don't come in. Its survey found that 44% of respondents were more likely to visit establishments with injected employees uh, or workers who test negative for COVID-19. And that just shows how stupid these people are. They just are brainwashed by the propaganda media and they're too stupid and lazy to do any research on their own to find out what's going on. Given that private entities already required employees to get injected, public entities also followed suit and mandated government workers to get the COVID-19 shot. The Seattle radio station KTTH 770 reported on September 6 that more than 200 Seattle Police Department officers may be terminated for refusing the COVID-19 injections. Good for them. The department already lost 300 officers as a result of calls for defunding following the BLM protests in 2020. Not road protests, riots. Let's call them what they are. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin made the mandate in place, or put the mandate in place, adding that city workers who refuse the COVID-19 injections are to be terminated. What a moron. Full injection against COVID-19 is a condition of employment regardless of one's age, risk factors, or, poor infection, or prior infection. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're just making these things up with no science to back anything. Durkin gave an October 18 deadline for the city staff to be fully injected while religious and medical exemptions would be offered. It remained unclear if Seattle will accommodate these. Yeah, there's always already indication. I just saw one here recently um, that a, I can't remember, it was one of the hospitals here locally in central Ohio. A person had submitted a religious exemption and the hospital just flat out said no. Um again, violating federal law, but they don't care. Um, Let me see if I can find this thing real quick. Uh, Let's see here. Good grief. Oops, went too far. I think. Nope, that's not it. Here it is. COVID-19 religious exemption. Ah, it's from Nationwide Children's Hospitals. Dear so-and-so, Thank you for submitting a request for a religious exemption from Nationwide Children's Hospital COVID-19 injection requirement. They're being so sweet. Thank you for submitting. We have reviewed and considered your request. Because your request creates an undue hardship during a time of pandemic and poses a direct threat to the health and safety of others, we are unable to grant it. Nationwide Children's Hospital strives to provide a safe environment for our patients, families, and staff. If that was the case, they wouldn't allow anybody who was injected inside their doors. With the, and that's science. With the continued rapid spread of the highly contagious Delta variant, we are seeing a surge in COVID-19 cases. In other words, false positives based on PCR tests. That are running uh, 40 plus uh, cycles in our community, and a significant increase in hospitalizations. And guess what? The people that are hospitalized have been injected. They're the problem. They're the cause of the delta variant. Vaccination is the most effective way to combat COVID-19. Bull crap. No science for that whatsoever. Total lies. A significant number of our patients are under the age of 12 and therefore have absolutely no worry of COVID. (laughs) But that's not what they say and unfortunately cannot receive the COVID-19 injection to protect themselves. They don't need it. There has not been a single person under the age of 18 die from COVID in this country that didn't have nasty comorbidities like leukemia and things like that. Many also have medical issues that place them at greater risk for complications from COVID-19. And guess what? When you have all these injected people walking around, transmitting their spike proteins to these little kids, guess what's going to happen? Nationwide Children's Hospital is going to be complicit in the deaths and murders of these kids. As pediatric health care providers, we have a duty to protect the vulnerable patients in our care. We also have an obligation to help keep patient families and our colleagues safe. And they are throwing that all away and forcing people to take these toxic bioweapons that make other people around them sick. The three injections available in the United States, Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson, have been uh, proven to be safe and effective. Again, another bald-faced, flat-out lie. Nothing could be further from the truth. As of August 23rd, here we go, 2021, the Pfizer vaccine has been fully approved by the FDA for people 16 years of age and older. Again, another flat-out lie. The Pfizer va- injection has not gotten given full approval. It was given an extension of the emergency use authorization. The only thing that was given full approval is something that doesn't even exist and won't be, won't be around for another three years at least. The Moderna and J&J vaccines have been authorized for emergency use. And the thing is, is if the visor truly had been approved, the other two would be off the market. Once you have full approval, the other ones, the EUA ones, they're gone. And that's another reason why they didn't do it, because they want everybody to have a chance to, to make money on this. In evaluating your request. We have not reached a determination as to whether your request is based upon a sincerely held religious belief or whether there exists an actual conflict between your religious beliefs and the NCH's vaccine policy. This is because we have determined that regardless of the basis, exempting you from this requirement imposes an undue hardship on Nationwide Children's Hospitals and poses a direct threat to others. Again, no science, no truth behind any of that. They're just making a flat blanket decision, violating federal law, without any scientific background. There's no proof any, in anything. They don't put up any kind of scientific basis for anything they're saying. They just say it, and they expect these people to believe it because they said it, and they're the experts. Having uninjected employees jeopardizes the health and safety of our patients, families, and visitors, and the, the thousands of people who work here. Requiring that all of our employees, volunteers, vendors, and students receive the COVID-19 injection is critical to our efforts to help keep everyone safe during a pandemic. If you wish to receive a COVID-19 injection, you must be fully injected on or before Monday, October 11th, which by now is pretty much impossible, uh, or almost. Below are the dates by which you must receive your injections. To meet the October 11 deadline. Yeah. The Moderna first dose, honor before September 13. Pfizer first dose, honor before September 20th. So there's a little bit of time left. J&J, October 11th, single dose. Most deadly one. Should you decide not to receive COVID-19 injection, you'll be required to wear a face diaper at all times while at any NCH facility. Again, no science whatsoever. As with the flu injection requirement, employees who are not injected by October 11th deadline will not be eligible for their next scheduled merit increase. In the coming weeks, uninjected employees may also be subjected to regular COVID testing requirements. And again, they're going to force you to get tested for something that hasn't even been isolated. What are you testing for? Since you don't have... The CDC says they don't even have anything to test. So anyway that's the kind of crap that is coming down on people who file for religious exemptions and just told dismissal out of hand without any science backing or anything they just make these flat-out statements and the bottom line is the only thing you can do is either let them fire you uh or sue them and the way the courts are as corrupt as they are chances of that going anywhere is slim to none but uh who knows Let's see here. Um, Where was I? However, some law enforcement officers in Seattle believe the COVID-19 injection is not necessary for them to do their job. That's right. Others say they have been uh, in the field for more than a year without any vaccine. Some other, other SPD officers argue that the government has no right to obtain data on people's private medical decisions. Exactly. And that the government has no business at all on the matter. This is true. Private decisions between you and your doctor, or yourself, period. The Seattle Police Officers Guild, which represented uh, officers in the SPD, began negotiating with city leaders on the matter. We are hopeful that terminations will not be necessary and that all uninjected employees choose to get injected. (laughs) Spokesperson for Durkin said, Screw you. (laughs) New York cops threatened to sue over vaccine injections, or mandates. While the SPD officers went to the negotiating table with Durkin, a large union, the largest union in, in uh, police officers in New York City, has threatened to sue Mayor Bill de Blasio over his injection mandate. The Penis, uh, Police Benevolent Association (PBA) President Patrick Lynch said that the union will uh, will protect its members' rights to refuse the COVID-19 injections. Good for him. Lynch said in an email obtained by the New York Post, if if the city attempts to impose a vaccine mandate on PBA members, we will take legal action to defend our members' rights to, to make such personal medical decisions. He added in the same email that the city has not indicated whether it will attempt to impose vaccine mandates on other city workers, including police officers. According to the uh, New York City news outlets, uninjected New York City Police Department members were required to wear face diapers at all times, both indoor and outdoor settings. Officers who failed to comply with the mask mandates could face disciplinary action, an NYPD bulletin said. Only 47% of the New York Police Department's uniformed and civilian workforce were injected against COVID-19, according to the recent data. Back in, uh, uh, how, and again, how do they know that if people are following HIPAA guidelines? Back in January 2021, New York City unions lobbied for cops to get pri- uh, priority positions in the city's vaccination drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, however, NYPD officers themselves had doubts when it came to the COVID-19 injection, leading to less than half of its employees getting the shot. Last year, New York City Police Commissioner Dermot Shea, said officers would not be required to get inoculated against COVID-19. However, he appeared to have walked back on his statement uh, by saying that it would 100% support a vaccine injection mandate. Everyone all across the country really should be embracing these injections, Shea said. Guy's an idiot. Commissioner noted that Pfizer BioNTech vaccine already received full approval from the FDA. No, it didn't. Liars. I think everyone, not yet injected, should be lining up to get it. Like, FDA approval means anything. I mean, they only approve stuff that kills you. I'm surprised they haven't really given it the full approval, except for the fact that these companies don't want it, because once they have full approval, they no longer have the uh, total immunity that they uh, have under the emergency use authorizations anyway let's see here Um, Alan says my friend Bill is in the hospital with some health issues not COVID he says uh, that at the hospital everyone is running around doing things never doing anything right (laughs) that's not surprising Uh, let's see unplug says I touched the surface oh my gosh I better decontaminate I breathed. oh my gosh I better get an oxygen tent (laughs) yeah gotta love it oh my goodness it's nuts crazy crazy stuff going on there was one other video clip I want to play but we're just about to the bottom of the hour break so I'll wait till we get back for that Dr. Brian artist talks uh warns that COVID hospital protocols are needlessly killing patients And uh, that's for sure. Um, Brian Artis has really been doing a a fantastic job of researching all this stuff. And showing how hospital protocols are absolutely geared towards killing people. The Thrive Time show sat down with uh, Dr. Brian Artis to talk about how COVID-19 protocols at hospitals are required to follow that hospitals are required to follow are actually killing patients. According to artists, hospitals dictate the protocols for COVID-19 treatment, and among these protocols include the use of drugs like remdesivir, dexamethasone, and vancomycin, drugs that together can cause serious adverse effects on the body. All three of those, if I remember right, uh, cause kidney failure, and uh, not a good thing to have when you're trying to fight something. Artists' statements were backed by studies. Uh, Specific antiviral treatments for COVID-19 have not been clearly identified. Therefore, there had been several strategies proposed to treat patients. Using convalescent plasma and interferon, uh, chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine and interleukin-6 receptor inhibitors are some of these treatments. Ivermectin, which inhibits nuclear transport of viral proteins, is also on the list. Remdesivir was previously used as a treatment of Ebola, and has since been approved by FDA for treatment of COVID-19 in certain situations. And again, this is one that basically kills you. It causes multiple kidney failure or multiple organ failure, kidney failure, sepsis, and a couple other things, uh, massive uh, inflammation, and uh, basically is is not good for anything. But the FDA approved it that's the kind of FDA that we have patients with mild clinical presentation who may initially require hospitalization may manage their illness or who may not initially require hospitalization may manage their illness at home however the decision to monitor a patient in an inpatient or outpatient setting should be made on a case-by-case basis artists is also the uh, is making the case that the US system has failed Americans that's for sure his father-in-law was recently taken to the hospital with a fever and a headache within days his health deteriorated by developing pneumonia and then kidney failure 5 days after he was admitted artists claimed his father-in-law was barely conscious he then found that the hospital was treating him with antibiotics moreover tests came to uh, tests came to how that his father I hate when they don't edit things. Came back negative for bacterial, viral, or fungal infections. Uh, Still, the hospital continued to treat him with antibiotics as per protocol. Uh, We'll continue this on when we get back from the break. Stick with us, and we'll be back in three minutes with the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health. They're on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. Before the break, we were talking about the uh, uh, situation with uh, Dr. Brian Artis and the fact that uh, hospital protocols are actually geared geared to killing people. And that's exactly what's going on. More people have died in hospitals of of this than anywhere else. (laughs) And it's not just because people are going to hospitals when they're sick. It's because they're going to hospitals that have lethal protocols, and it's killing them. Still, the hospitals continue to treat him with antibiotics as per protocol. This was Dr. Brian Artis' father-in-law. The only reason why you would do that is to cover up your crimes of murdering someone by drowning them to death. And we were able to prove to them that they, had, uh, that they were actually purposely doing that with an ill-advised hospital protocol, Artist said. After consulting with the family, doctors injected morphine into his father-in-law to relieve the pain. Except that artist believes that they are murdering loved ones in front of you. The World Health Organization recommends against the use of remdesivir. Good for them. This is the same uh, cases with uh, COVID-19 patients using remdesivir, which was more dangerous than anyone thought. World Health Organization suggested that there is no important effect uh, effect on mortality, uh, need for mechanical ventilation, or other patient impor- patient important outcomes that result from the use of remdesivir. The controversy surrounding remdesivir and other cocktail drugs shows conflicting evidence of their effectiveness. Some found that COVID patients who received the drug recovered faster with fewer deaths, while other studies showed that it did not reduce the length of hospitalization or death rate. What was questionable, or what is questionable, is that remdesivir has not been held to the same standards as other candidates claiming to treat COVID-19. Even the injections, which have been developed faster than traditional drugs, were uh, able to pass the Phase three clinical trials uh, that test whether or not the drugs are safe and effective for use in people. Remdesivir is also expensive. Even though it is not guaranteed to save patients from COVID, it also has the flaw of being a high-dosage drug over a short time frame, which contributes to many adverse side effects. It does not prevent people from being infected by SARS-CoV-2 virus either. The virus's genetic material mutates to create new strains of virus and variants of COVID-19, and thus there are, is a need for other alternative treatments to buy time for the development of newer injections. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it's just uh, absolute insanity what's going on. Um, and the hospitals are very adamant if you come in you know we won't and you know i've had somebody tell me recently that they basically said if uh, if you don't agree to our protocols we won't admit you and that's probably the best thing that could happen to you fine i'll go somewhere that doesn't want to kill me (laughs) simple as that but uh you know it's absolute nuts woman in australia quarantine camp harassed by cops for removing face masks to drink tea Yeah, I saw a little video about this. She's sitting out on the front porch of the little thing that she's in, in this camp. And she just tries pulls her mask down to take a sip of tea. And the police immediately go running over there and jump all over and give her grief. Uh, Obey or starve. Australia to lock out unvaccinated people from the economy, rendering them unable to buy food or keep a job. Yeah, what are you going to do if that happens? If you don't have any kind of preparations if you're in an area where you can't otherwise obtain food somehow it could get really crazy america is decisively engaged whatever that means global food ecosystem under severe pressure due to staff shortages extreme weather and not to mention governments forcing farmers to destroy crops yeah, why aren't they mentioning that? Lawsuit. Apple and Google recording users without their knowledge. You know, you could expect that anytime you got a cell phone. Uh, Bombshell. World Health Organization releases plan for global digital vaccine passports funded by Bill Gates and Rockefeller Foundations. As a doctor, here's my message to anyone who thinks it's okay to deny medical treatment to those uninjected against COVID. that'll be interesting. Let's have a look at that one. They got pictures of these so-called doctors sitting there with their little arms crossed and their little whatever. Some doctors are openly discussing refusal to treat patients who decline for whatever reason to get the jab. This would set a serious or dangerous precedent and shatter fundamental tenets of medical practice. You think? (laughs) First do no harm. An insidious sentiment has begun metastasizing throughout the United States and Britain expressly by politicians, pundits, and most disturbingly by physicians themselves that the uninjected who contract COVID-19 should be denied medical care. It gets worse. As a former U.S. Senator from Missouri, Claire McCaskill also wants the unvaccinated to have their insurance rates raised. Piers Morgan, a British TV personality, demands to his nearly 8 million Twitter followers that the NHS must refuse them hospital beds. An emergency med- uh, medical physician in Arizona responds to a video clip of people unmasked in a grocery store with the message, ''Let them die.'' A liver surgeon at Massachusetts General suggests that declining a COVID vaccine should be treated by the doctors as a functional do-not-intubate, do-not-resuscitate order. And they're also denying people access to their uh, organ replacement surgeries. Uh, These are neither private thoughts nor quiet conversations with overworked colleagues. These are calls to action shared on social media intended for public consumption they should terrify you. Physicians are translating these verbal assaults into action. Doctors in Florida staged a mock walkout, frustrated that their hospitals are filling up. A North Texas task force was obliged to walk back a personal uh, proposal to allot ICU beds based on injection status rather than need. An Alabama family practitioner is firing all patients who choose not to be injected, whether they are sick or not. The medical community in the West is teetering on the edge of a philosophical malpractice, and for the sake of patients present and future, its members must step back and recall why and how we do our jobs. A fundamental tenet of medical practice is non-malfeasance, summed up in the Latin primum non no core no seer i guess it is first do no harm in televised markets on june 2nd of this year president joe biden declared that the three available covid injections the bottom line is this i promise you they're safe they're effective and i promise you if his lips are moving he's lying this message has been echoed without qualification by powerful entities ranging from hospital administrations mandating staff vaccinations to professional organizations. The injection is safe. Croc of crap. crap. Uh, and it looks like we got a caller from Iowa. Hello, caller. you there?
5: Hey, what's going on? I was looking at, I'm um, watching your stream on the
2: um Patreon.
5: And I was wondering do you think anything with the the Tom Brady ritual
1: I don't have a stream tonight? on Patreon. This is your DIY Health. Who do you think you're calling? Zach. This is Jim Ram.
5: I'm watching Oh okay. This is two one three two three three three
1: nine nine eight. Nope. The phone number nope okay sorry it's okay for making the wrong call sorry about that it's all All right right, man thanks so much all right bye bye oh well (laughs) you never know what you're gonna get when you answer the phone do you (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. oh well gave me a chance to get a sip of coffee um let's see where was i uh um There are some indications that vaccines may not be entirely safe to all, you think? (laughs) They're not entirely safe to anybody. VAERS, the United States government's vaccine adverse event reporting system, suggests that while adverse events are extremely rare, yeah, (laughs) they include paralysis, inflammation of the heart, blood clots, and death. And so far, we're probably, I haven't seen the latest numbers here. The last I've seen was almost a month ago, and it was 13,000 for VAERS. And those are the ones that they haven't erased and replaced with uh, non-death uh, adverse events. One source says that they uh, VAERS has been caught erasing at least 150,000 deaths. And slowly but surely replacing them with non-death adverse events. And then, of course, we have the uh, CMS system, which is the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And they have uh, a whistleblower there. It says over 45,000 people have died within three days of taking these injections. They haven't even looked at four days, five days, six days out. Just within three days, 45,000 people are dead. And that's more than have died from COVID, really, without comorbidities. Anyway, these have been largely dismissed on the grounds that the various reporting doesn't establish causation. <laughs> no, they don't. They can't. Of course, you know, the, there's no link, and when you have to rely on the medical community who is all geared to say the vaccines are safe and effective, you have the very doctors who are supposed to look at these things objectively and say, yeah, this looks like it was caused by the injection. They're all just automatic no, there couldn't possibly be any kind of uh, correlation between this guy who was otherwise perfectly healthy and didn't do anything except taking one of these shots and then died. <laughs> No, it couldn't be. Now, if little Johnny has a uh, gets penicillin and has a reaction, the doctor immediately says Johnny should never take penicillin again. And if little Susie eats peanuts and breaks out in hives, oh, little Susie needs to stay away from peanuts. But if uh, little Billy gets a COVID injection and dies, well, <laughs> uh, that's just qu- that's just coincidental. Couldn't possibly be the injection. Yeah, talk about double standards like the BBC presenter who died after she received the jab. That's not data. (laughs) uh, It's just all coincidence. However, drug therapies, especially novel ones, cannot be treated as innocent until proven guilty. Rather, all possible adverse events must be thoroughly and formally explored as consequent to the drug. The other thing is, when these people die shortly after taking the injections there is almost never an autopsy. And that's not accidentally. Because occasionally the true harm is worse than anyone imagined. As Merck famously discovered with the FDA-approved Vioxx back in the early 2000s, research published in the medical journal Lancet estimated that 88,000 Americans had heart attacks from taking Vioxx, and 38,000 of them died. Yeah, I heard it was over 50,000 that died, but uh, and funny thing is, the FDA never withdrew approval. Imagine that. The drug filing was pulled from the market because Merck couldn't afford lawsuits anymore. There is no evidence at this stage that the COVID injections are anywhere near as dangerous as that. <laughs> <laughs> They're far more dangerous than that. But the medical industry, general. Uh, dismissal of their potential dangers to the point of imposing va- injection mandates on young healthy populations like those in the U.S. military betrays its commitment to non-malfeasance and will cost lives. No medical therapy comes without risk but informed consent of another foundational principle of medicine demands that even minuscule risk be related accurately to the patient. A tiny procession uh, percentage uh, doesn't mean that an insignificant number—at least six thousand and rising—deaths attributed to voluntary COVID injection per VAERS, Yeah, it's double that and then some. It's twice the fatalities from the 911 attacks. That cannot be brushed aside, and it's also more. It's more than all the vaccine deaths related in the last 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy combined. That cannot be brushed aside with a comment about statistical significance. Yeah. In perhaps the most irresponsible instance of failure to uh, note risk, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology and the Society for Maternal-Fetal Medicine has declared unequivocally, unequivocally that the vaccination is safe before, during, and after pregnancy. Oh yeah, right. So far, only 82% of the people that were pregnant that took these things have had miscarriages, but no, it's totally safe. Knowing full well that no trial has ever been done to thoroughly test that premise. Yeah, according, I think it was Dr. Artis who said this, um, and I think it was the, um, which one was it? Merck, Pfizer, I think it was the Pfizer uh, when they were doing the testing if a woman presented herself to be a part of the uh, test group the first thing they had to do was do a pregnancy test and if she was found to be pregnant she was immediately excluded from the trial and any pregnant woman who was in the same room with someone who had been injected with the Pfizer jab um, it was considered to be a uh, serious adverse event to the woman and to the, her baby and it had to be reported to Pfizer and they had to follow that baby or that lady through the, up through the end of her pregnancy to make sure that there was nothing adverse uh, related to the baby. And, but they did not report it to the FDA because that woman was not part of the trial. So if just being in the same room, being, breathing the same air as an injected person was considered by Pfizer to be a severe adverse event, then I got a feeling they didn't believe that these things were safe for pregnant people. But, that's just me. (laughs) In medicine, circumstances abound where negligible risk nevertheless prompts drastic action. Just a handful of reports describing low blood pressure during an operation means that if you've taken uh, Fenteramin, commonly prescribed for weight loss, on the day before elective surgery, your case will almost certainly be canceled. In 2003, the FDA gave a venerable drug, um, droperidol, uh, prescribed to help with nausea and vomiting uh, side effects of other drugs, a black box warning despite more than three decades of use without a single case report of confirmed cardiac complications and uh, in antimedic doses. The uh, anesthesiologist will include uh, risk of heart attack or stroke in his perioperative discussion with the patient, no matter how many thousands of uneventful anesthetics uh, he or she has given. Doctors have uh, historically been concerned with infinitesimal risk and made efforts, or concerted efforts, to inform and protect the patient accordingly. Our collective failure to do the same in the case of the novel COVID-19 injections is unconscionable and baffling. Not really, when you know that they're actually trying to kill people with these things. In modern medicine, patient autonomy is sacrosanct. One cannot be given a medical intervention by force. Most uh, famously, Jehovah's Witnesses can refuse blood even as a life-saving measure and a physician ignores that wish at great professional peril. COVID-19 injection decliners are largely painted in media, both traditional and social, as purposefully ignorant, brainwashed by anti-science conspiracy theorists. Actually, the people that take the things fit that description far better such a broad branding does not explain the reticence of former pfizer executive or cardiologist and internist who um, authorized hundreds of published papers and or thousands of doctors and nurses who've been on the front line of this fight against COVID for 18 months and have been or seen up close the devastation that devastation it can cause and those people haven't gotten these things Real reasons abound. A mistrust born of uh, witnessing Anthony Fauci and then Surgeon General Jerome Adams change their positions on television. A re- uh, recognition that evidence for long-term efficacy is weak and may be decreasing. Moral objection to drug therapy developed using cell lines from electively aborted fetuses. A personal evaluation of risk and benefits of uh, vaccine versus COVID uh, based on age and health. Even so, the validity of the reason doesn't matter. uh, Patient autonomy is to be respected without exception. To do otherwise means to fundamentally change the relationship between the patient and the physician. Perhaps we should change it, though. Never mind that nobody seeks out COVID or that their risky behavior simply entails uh, normal activities of daily life or that questions about vaccine safety are building. Perhaps if a person's decisions are judged by the medical industry to be irresponsible and unsafe, that should preclude care. Freeing up resources, beds, money, doctors, time for patients who actually demonstrate concern for their own health. (laughs) The people that don't get the injections are the ones that are actually concerned about their health. The idiots that take these things are just not so much. Imagine the precedent that would be set, though. The disease burden of the Western world is largely predicated on bad patient habits. That's for sure. Mainly tobacco use, alcohol use, and caloric overconsumption and sedentary lifestyle leading to widespread obesity with a rate in the U.S. of 42% and climbing. These cost uh, the the taxpayer hundreds of billions of dollars yearly, soaking up enormous resources and, if the habits aren't changed, will ultimately render care futile to be temporizing uh, measures at best the other thing they say it will cost taxpayer hundreds of billions of dollars what they should say will make hundreds of billions of dollars for the shysters that are getting these people in their hospitals in the first place somebody was just in the call list I just noticed them and then I went to answer them and they hung up so if you are listening and want to call back feel free I will try and see that and get you in even though we're running down, we got about five minutes left. Uh, let's see here. One might consider that these behaviors don't affect others. While unlike failing to protect against a communicable disease, ignoring the fact that COVID injections are not sterilizing, are non-sterilizing, and against uh, proof against transmission, we will apply that uh, the standard to gay men with AIDS, to intravenous drug users with hepatitis C to sex workers with stds to drunk drivers who cause fatal car wrecks one medical caregivers uh, declare themselves arbiters or once medical caregivers deserve, declare themselves arbiters of who deserves treatment there exists no principle that limits such self-appointment to but only uninjected covid patients and just for now yeah they could sit there and say anything you know you're engaging in a risky risky behavior and we're not going to let you get in here because yeah right for physicians nurses and any everyone involved in delivering medical care uh, what we must do is simple treat the patient treat uh, and treat them properly (laughs) treat the vasculopath uh, getting the six bypass and still smoking two packs a day treat the chronic pain patient who weighs three times what her skeleton was designed to support Treat the gangbanger who broke his wrist fleeing from police and crashing into a family of five, killing four of them. Treat the drunk with a blood alcohol concentration of .441 back in the ER yet again. Treat the man who shoved a flashlight so far up his colon that he has to have an operation to remove it. Ooh, there's a good one. (laughs) Treat them all with the same excellent care you'd provide to anyone else. And treat the uninjected in the same way you treat the injected. I have and will continue to do so. We provide care based on need, not our own perception of who deserving of it. Shake your head clear of the fog of frustration that's drifted up over the course of the COVID pandemic. Remember why you chose this thankless, difficult, honorable profession. Do your job. And if you can't, please, please go do something else. (laughs) Not bad. I like that. So anyway, we are running drastically short of a of time. Um, But let's see here. Hospitals medically kidnapping patients and killing them with COVID protocols. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Jesus repeatedly broke the law and told others to do the same. The biblical basis for righteous resistance. Hmm. This is a long article, unfortunately. (laughs) Not going to have time. Police, fire pirates, police and firefighters in L.A. formed group to resist vaccine mandates. 200,000 uninjected military members denied temporary restraining orders. Commanders threatened those who refuse. If I, if I get this thing open on here. Uh, those who refuse COVID-19 injections. Yeah, that's going to be a toughie. 200,000. And technically, you know, dependent on the branch, they're going to be handled in different ways. Some may be charged with insubordination and put into the military justice system. Some may be just drummed out of the service uh, with a less than honorable discharge. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, it's not going to be good for the country. It's not going to be good for these people, and it's unconscionable. It's just crazy. And it, like I said, just you know it's going to happen all everywhere. Any place where one person is working for someone else, they run the risk of having this kind of a situation that has never come up before, has never been um, authorized, has never been reasonable, and is definitely not in this case. Again, this is a mild infection that for the average person, you've got a 99.9 plus percent survival rate without any medical intervention whatsoever. And there's absolutely no reason that anybody should be put in this position. Jobs or jabs. But that's it for today. We're totally out of time. I encourage everybody to check my website out, hit the radio shows tab, find about my show this afternoon in an hour. And uh, otherwise, we will see you next Thursday. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend, a great week to come. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. Take care and God bless.